Welcome to True Spirituality Network. We are focused on spreading the gospel of God's love across the world. The Bible says, There is no fear in love, and perfect love casts out every fear. As you feed on God's love for you, allow His love to cast out every fear, worry, and anxiety. God loves you. We thank you because we know that as we fly into your word again today, Lord, we know you make us to see Jesus in the beauty of his holiness. And let your name be glorified. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' beautiful name, I be prayed. And let God's people say, Amen. Amen. All right. Good morning once again, wherever you're connecting from. And um, we've been on a series on the book of Revelation and... I have to really, really rush today. I have so many things to say and we have to bring this series to an end by the end of this week. Hopefully, no pressure though, but as much as I can, I want to see how we can bring this series to an end by the end of this weekend and it's Wednesday here in Canada. So let's see how much, how far we can go. And so yesterday we stopped at Revelation chapter 6 and then we're just going to start Revelation chapter 7 today. And by the way, later on we'll still um, see a few verses in the book of Revelation chapter 6. However, let's just jump straight into Revelation chapter 7 and let's see what God has in store for us. Revelation chapter 7. Don't forget, the book of Revelation unveils Jesus. And we're able to explain when we, when we started seeing Revelation chapter 6, when tribulation started happening on earth, we began to see that we are not a part of that tribulation because we've been redeemed. Jesus Christ saved us from all of those tribulations. And that's why I always jokingly say, you won't appreciate the fact that you're born again until when Jesus comes back for you. And when we are in heaven and you begin to see tribulation happen unhurt, those are the things Jesus saved you from. He didn't just save you from your sins, even though that is really awesome. If you're born again, all your sins are forgiven. That is good news. But that is not just all. He didn't just take all your sicknesses on his body. If you're born again, Jesus took all your infirmity on his body. By his stripes, you'll be made healed. Even though that is so awesome, but Jesus also saved you from the wrath to come. And the book of Peter put it this way, that God does not want anyone to perish, that, but God wants all to come to repentance. You see, those tribulations that will happen after rapture is not meant for humans, actually. If God had his way, he would prefer that everybody on the surface of the earth get saved. But you see, um, salvation... Choosing Jesus, it's a choice. And so as many that receive him, he gave power to become sons of God. But as many that will hear the gospel and will reject the gospel and will not believe that Jesus is that good enough to die and take their place on the cross, they will have to experience this tribulation themselves. So rapture already happened as at Revelation chapter 4 and 5. We are already in heaven we are singing, what is the Lamb? And then we saw the Lamb open the scroll from Revelation chapter 6. 
and then things began to happen on earth, we are no longer on earth. You have to just keep that at the back of your mind. Revelation chapter 7, verse 1 says, After this, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth to prevent any wind from blowing on the land or the sea or on any tree. Verse 2, Then I saw another angel coming up from the east, having the seal of the living God. He called out in a loud voice to the four angels who had been given power to arm the land and the sea. Listen everybody, verse 3. Do not harm the land or the sea or the trees until we put a seal on the forehead of the servant of God. Stop for a while. Now we have to be very fast this morning and you have to really, really catch up with so many things. You know, the reason why I think I can share some things right now with you guys or even with the public is because I realize we've been building this up from Revelation chapter 1. And this is why if you are just stumbling on this for the first time, you have to catch up with where we are coming from so that you can understand where we are right now. You have to listen to Revelation chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4 so you can understand Revelation chapter 7. However, so the Bible says in verse 3 that this angel says to these guys that do not harm the land or sea until we put a seal, listen everybody, on the forehead of the servants of our God. So I already, already established that we are no longer unhurt when this tribulation bega- begins to happen. But here is an angel or a messenger of God saying he wants to put the seal on the servant of God. So what does that mean? We'll get there very soon. But listen, I explained when we were studying Revelation chapter 6 that the reason why we won't experience those tribulations when the Lamb began to open the seal is because you have already been sealed. And the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30, make us understand we have been sealed with the promised Holy Ghost. You've been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So you've been sealed from every form of judgment. The judgment of the believer is in the past. The judgment of the unbeliever is in the future. God judged you, the believer, on the body of Christ. Jesus took all of our judgment on his body. So that when he died and resurrected, the moment you gave a life to Christ, you died in him. You died to your sin. You were judged on the cross because being born again simply means the whole you died, you, you died in your sin, and then now you are alive unto righteousness. That's what the Bible says, the, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. So that literally means you died to your sins, and then the reason why you died was because on the cross, when Jesus died, he did not just die for you, he also died as you. So your judgment has already been done on the cross of Calvary. Whosoever believes shall not perish. Is it because God will overlook what he does? No. It's because he has already been judged on the body of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. So the believer is not going to be judged anymore because he has been judged. But the unbeliever will be judged. So who are this set of people in in chapter 7 of the book of Revelation, verse 3, that the angel is saying, do not arm the land until we put a seal. So there are still some set of people that do not have the seals yet. We already have the seal. We already are the right hand of the Father in heaven. Seated on the throne. I already established that. 
But there are still some set of people on earth who, are, who began to experience the challenges from Revelation chapter 6. But in Revelation chapter 7, the messenger of the Lord said, don't arm these guys yet. We have to put a seal on some of them. So let us study for that. Verse 4 says, Then I heard the number of those who are sealed. Revelation 7, 4. 144,000 from all the tribes of Israel. For a start, listen. So the set of people that were going to be sealed are from the tribe of Israel. This set of people that will be sealed are from the tribe of Israel. So this set of people that will be sealed, I have to explain this so you can get where I'm coming from, are from the tribe of Israel. So does that mean when tribulation begins to happen, there are some set of people that the messenger of the Lord will come from for and come and seal them? I think yes. But what is the criteria to sealing them? We're going to study that shortly. Listen, everybody. Let me take you to a place in the book of Matthew chapter 23. Now, we'll, we'll, we'll see a place in the book of Matthew 23, Matthew 24, and Matthew 25. We'll explore the parable of the ten virgins today because all these things are very linked together. Just follow me closely. Matthew chapter 23, I'm going to start reading from verse 39, sorry, verse 37 to verse 39. Matthew chapter 23 from verse 37 to 39. Don't forget where we are coming from. In Revelation chapter 7, an angel of the Lord wants to put a seal on some set of people, and then they said that this set of people are 144,000 from the tribe of Israel, specifically Israel. So it's not that he's looking for random people, it's specifically Israel. And let me just say this, 144,000, because the book of Revelation is the book of symbol. It does not necessarily mean literal one, two, three, four, one hundred forty-four thousand. It could be, but again, it's the book of symbols. So whether it is literal, whether it is figurative, that doesn't really, really matter. But there are some set of people that the Bible represents to be one hundred forty-four thousand from the tribe of Israel. And later on, the Bible began to mention their names. But before we even take time to see their names, let us go back to um, Matthew chapter twenty-three. Matthew chapter twenty-three, verse thirty-seven says. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophet and stone those sent to you. How often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathered her chicks under her wings and you are not willing. So Jesus was saying Jerusalem, he was sent to Jerusalem but Jerusalem was not willing. He was sent to protect them, to gather them under his wings. But they are not willing. They are not responding. So verse 38 says, Look, your house is left to you desolate. 39. For I tell you, listen everybody. For I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, listen everybody, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So Jesus said, Jerusalem, I was sent to you. You did not receive me. Even though I want to hide you under my wings. Remember Psalm 91. He who sits in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. There are 24 thrones in heaven. On those thrones are seated 24 elders. And then there are four living creatures beside this throne. And then each of these four living creatures has six wings 
Now, six wings each for four creature means 24 wings. 24 wings, 24 thrones, 24 elders. So that means, means each wings is enough to cover each tribe of the elders. That means all the believers represented in heaven are abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. But Jesus was speaking concerning this set of people in the book of Matthew 23, Jerusalem. The Bible says Jesus said they refused to come under his wings. So Jesus said, you know what? You will not see me again until you say, listen, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So keep that to heart. We'll come back to it. Jesus made a statement. And later on in Matthew chapter 24, the disciples came to meet Jesus to ask him privately, what do you mean? When will this happen? Tell us more about this. We're going to get there soon. But I have to build this point. If you don't understand Matthew 23's context to understand Matthew chapter 24, you can never understand Matthew 25, the parable of the ten virgins. The parable of the ten virgins is one of those parable people have misquoted a lot over the years. And you hear people say something like, the parable of the ten virgins, five are wise, five are foolish. So the wise one, they are, they are believers. The, and people have treated it anyway, but I just want to tell you, when the Bible talks about the parable of the ten virgins, He's not talking about 50% half were wise. He's not talking about the body of Christ. He's not talking about the church. The parable of the ten virgins is not talking about the church. If you tell me he's talking about the church, that means you're saying 50% of the church will rapture with Jesus, will go with Jesus, and 50% will be left behind. For a start, that is not good news. That is not the gospel. Jesus will not share his blood just to be able to take 50% of believers. <laughs> no, that's not a good deal. Do you understand what I mean? He died for the sins of the entire world. And as many that believed, he gave power to be sons of God. So I strongly believe he's not talking about believers. That's why we are studying closely. So Jesus said, Jerusalem. So he was speaking to Jerusalem, to the Jews, to the children of Israel. Oh, Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Just keep that to heart. So they said, Blessed is he, until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. He said, I will not come back. He said, You will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Go back to Revelation chapter 7. In Revelation chapter 7, verse 3, the Bible says, Do not harm the land or the sea or the trees until we put a seal on the servant of our God. So this angel said, I want to go put a seal on, on those, on the servant of God first. And then when this servant of God sees, when they see the angel coming, then they'll be able to say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Because they are going through tribulation, they are going through trials. So just keep that to heart for now. We take it one step at a time. Then verse 4 of Revelation chapter 7 says, Then I add the number of those that were sealed, 144,000 from all the tribe of Israel. So again, Jesus spoke about Jerusalem in Matthew 23. The, in Revelation chapter 7, he's talking about Israel. 144,000 from the tribe of Israel. You know, sorry to use this example, but I hope you know the Jehovah Witness people believe that the whole number of those that have been saved altogether is 144,000. Um, sometimes ago, um, somebody was trying to preach to me from Jehovah Witness, and then on, on my Facebook, he came to my DM, and then it was, I, I was really, really accommodating. If it's the gospel, why not? You can preach to me. But when he began to say, well, only few people will be saved, only 144,000, I was thinking, don't come and preach a gospel, because if you tell me only 144,000 will be saved, for a start, that means all you Jehovah with this 
Even every Jehovah Witness member, you guys have more than 144,000 on your own. So if you guys say 144,000 people are getting saved and then you guys are already even more than 144,000, then you don't have any gospel for me because what are you telling me? Your salvation is not extended to me because you guys already have specific number of people that will be saved. So the Bible never said 144,000 people will be saved. The Bible was saying from the tribe of Israel and in more context, this is not even about those that have already been saved. Now, context again, this angel was telling, was saying in verse 3, that let us go put a seal. So this is something that has not happened. For us, the believer, we have been sealed. And you have to get this thing, very important. We have been sealed. We are not trying to be sealed. We have been sealed with the promise of the Holy Ghost. Ephesians 1.13, Ephesians 4.30. We are not trying to be sealed. We are not trying to be righteous. We are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. But in this context, why this tribulation started in Revelation chapter 6, this angel said, let us go and seal some set of people. And they were like, okay, who are these set of people? So we started Matthew chapter 23, that Jesus actually said, there are some people who will not see him until they say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So this angel, messenger from God, will come to this set of people in the name of the Lord and they will reach out to, the Bible says, 144,000 people and then from the tribe of Judah, verse 5, Revelation chapter 7, verse 5 says, from the tribe of Judah, 12,000 were sealed, from the tribe of Reuben, 12,000, from the tribe of Gad, 12,000, from the tribe of Asher, 12,000, from the tribe of Naphtali, 12,000, from the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000, from the tribe of Simeon, 12,000, from the tribe of Levi, 12,000. From the tribe of Issachar, 12,000, verse 8. From the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000. From the tribe of Joseph, 12,000. From the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000. Stop. So you know, by the way, the first name mentioned was Judah. And Judah simply means praise. And even though people have, <laughs> they say something like, praise must go first. So that when praises goes up, blessing comes down. No, that's not scriptural. God blesses you with or without praises. <laughs> Praises is, a, is, a, is an attitude of gratitude. See, any gospel that tells you you have to do this for God before God can do this for you is not the right gospel, no matter how it sounds. God has blessed you with all spiritual blessings. You're not trying to be blessed. You are not doing anything to get blessed from God. If you start conditionalizing God's blessing, again, you have the wrong mentality about the grace of God. The grace of God simply means you don't deserve it, but yet I'm going to do it for you either ways. So God blesses you, and then he blesses you, and then he blesses you, and then he blesses you so much, much more. But Yinka, I'm not always good. Exactly. It is God's goodness that leads to repentance. God is not blessing you or loving you because of your goodness. He is doing everything because of his own goodness. God doesn't love you because you deserve it. He loves you because he is deciding it. It's not based on your faithfulness. It is based on his faithfulness. And when you begin to see this thing, his love will effortlessly give back to your own fruit of the spirit, which number one is love. Anyway, so these are the tribe of people the Bible is talking about, specifically again, from the tribe of Israel. Keep that to heart. I know you may not be able to wrap your head around it yet. We're going to bring it all together. Keep it to heart. So these 144,000 people from Israel were sealed, Right? And these people are different from the people that were already raptured with Christ as a Revelation chapter 4, Revelation chapter 5. Don't worry, we'll bring it together. This is why you have to really, really stick around. We'll bring it all together now. 
So let us see Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. Listen. He started by saying, after this. After this. Now, if you read Revelation chapter 3, the last verse, and you read Revelation chapter 4, verse 1, he started by saying, after this. Because the book of Revelation, most especially, is segmented into three parts. Revelation 1.19 says, write the things which, which you have seen. One, which are two, which is to come. Now, the things which are to come were not given specific time bound. So it, do, it doesn't necessarily mean, oh, immediately after this, this happened. No. So when you see something like, after this, it's not time bound. So many things will have happened in between. So it's not, not saying that immediately. Why am I trying to explain this now? If the Bible says, after this I looked, that means after this set of people have been sealed, after that event, then I looked, listen, and there before me was a great multitude, listen everybody, that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. Stop. Before that throne, there are 24 thrones. Before the throne of God are 24 thrones. And on that 24 thrones are 24 elders. I already explained that the 24 elders is a symbolic picture that represents every single believer. I already explained that. If you missed that session, go and catch up with it. And then, But this time, it's not just the 24 elders that are there. We now have 24 elders and this 144 symbolic picture of those that are saved from the tribe of Israel. So John saw both the elders and both these people that were just sealed. John said, after this I looked. Listen everybody, this is very powerful. And John said, and there before me was a great multitude. Listen, he said, no one could count. This is awesome. From every tribe, from every nation, from every people, every language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and they were holding palm branches in their hand. What does white robe mean? It means the garment of righteousness. Whose righteousness? Jesus' righteousness. The Bible says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. For daring in the gospel, the righteousness of God is unveiled. The gospel doesn't unveil your righteousness. The gospel doesn't unveil your sinfulness. The gospel unveils the righteousness of God. It's all about Jesus and what he has done for us. Righteousness of God is a gift for every believer. So John said, I had a glimpse. I looked. I saw multitudes. No one can number. Stop. Now, John said, listen, and the Bible recorded in heaven. John went to heaven. The Bible recorded it. It's recorded. He said he saw multitude in heaven, which nobody can number. Stop. I get amazed. <laughs> in my generation, you will see one random person said, I saw it. I went to heaven. And I went well. The person will be I know most times people just want unnecessary social media attention. And you will hear them say funny things like they went to heaven, they went to hell. And then this is what they will say they, when they came back. When they came back from where they, wherever they, they said they went to. They will say, I see Christians in hell. They, they are in hell because they are putting on earring. That is not hell. You went to, <laughs> you, you, you went to the wrong location. All you had was a vision. And that vision is not from God. Anytime you tell me you go to hell, you saw Christians in hell, I'm so sure you didn't go to hell. <laughs> no Christian will be in hell. Okay, let me put it this way. No believer, no one who believes in Jesus as the Son of God that he died for their sin and rose in the third day will be in hell. No single person. 
there is nobody that will believe in Jesus and will go. It's not possible. Whosoever believes shall not perish. So if you tell me you went to hell and you saw Christians there, two things. You are preaching the wrong gospel. You are trying to put fear in the heart of God's people. And you are an agent of the kingdom of darkness. People, people say these things a lot. They say, send this message to seven people. I saw it. I, that's rubbish. You, you didn't go anywhere. The only person that went to heaven, and it was recorded. I'm not disputing your vision, your revelation, but this one was, at least it was recorded. recorded. He didn't see anybody else. He didn't give us the number of people in hell. But he said, in heaven, I saw great multitude, hallelujah, which no one could number from every tribe, nation. I saw them. This is good news. <laughs> one time like that, ah, we, honestly, our eyes are seen. I listened to one man, he claimed, that he has been to heaven. He said he only saw eight people in heaven. Ah! People can be so funny. I don't know the kind of, the branch of the heaven you went to. But the Bible heaven, John said, and I saw great multitude, listen, which no one could number. You can't number. Because many people will give their life to Christ. Whether you like it or not, many people will say yes to Jesus. The gospel of Christ will be preached in all parts of the earth and many more people will respond hallelujah holy spirit this is awesome this is good news the bible kind of heaven not the one that you're somebody who, is, who wants social media attention share this with seven people all those are rubbish he said you went to heaven you saw eight people in heaven eight people you think the blood of jesus is a joke <laughs> is that is not the bible level you must first possibly have been to another place and they call that place seven for you if you tell me you go to hell no christian no believer will be in hell and you can't tell me you go to heaven and then you saw eight people. Because in the Bible recorded heaven, John said, I saw a multitude. Hallelujah. So there's hope for you. There's hope for your unbeliever friend. Still keep preaching to your unbeliever friend. Preach to your unbeliever family member. They will be saved by the grace of God. They will be saved. There will be multitude of us who will be so many. So many. Singing, what is the lamb that was slain? Hallelujah. Who will be so many. I, I feel so excited about this. And this is the real gospel. This is the gospel of hope. You can't just come from nowhere and say you saw eight people in heaven. What's the meaning of that rubbish? Which branch of heaven? Did you, <laughs> is it the heaven in your village? They will say, hey, I saw Christians in hell. You are from the devil. There's no Christian that will be in hell. No believer will be in hell. Another way to put it. No believer of Jesus, nobody who is born again will be in hell. It is not possible. When rapture happens, we who are alive and remain will be caught up in the twinkle of an eye. Every single believer will be caught up with Christ. There is no believer that will miss rapture. We all reign with Christ. So I don't know how come you said you were, I don't know where the branch of hell you went to. Anyway, but thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. Thank you because the thoughts you have for us are thoughts of good and not of evil. Thank you because we've been purchased and redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. So John, once again, I, I, I'm so excited about this part, so I'm, I'm taking time to talk about it. So John once again says, Therefore, before me was a great multitude, no one could not count. This should be a memory verse. From every nation, it doesn't matter where you are, every tribe, every people and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, they were standing, they were wearing white and hallelujah. So let's go to verse 10, by the way. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, verse 11. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living 
excuse me, and the four living creatures, they fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength to be to our God and forever and ever. Now listen everybody, we have to take it deeper now, deeper study. Listen, the Bible says in verse 13, then one of the elders asked me, this in white, stop. Revelation chapter 7 from verse 1, we began to see that there were some set of people, especially from verse 3, that um, the messenger of God and angel said, let us go and put the seal on them. And then the Bible says this set of people are 144,000 people from the tribe of Israel. Keep that to heart. Now, one of the elders was asking John, these are they, okay, no, these people in white, these in white robes, who are they and where did they come from? Stop. Who are they and where did they come from? Now, the elders as well are in white robe. If you go back to Revelation, Revelation chapter 4, this is why you have to cut up with the past episode if you missed it. We established these elders were seated on the throne, one. They were clothed in white robe, two. And then they have the crown. So they have a crown, they have white robe, and they're seated on the throne. These are three characteristics of these elders. But one of the elders, actually, now representing the believers, one of the elders, asked John, these people, talking about making reference to the 144,000 people that were sealed from the tribe of Israel, the, the elders said, who are these people? And where are they from? Where, where are they from? Verse 40 says, I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are they who have come out of great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Now, what, what tribulation is, 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 are these guys talking about? Again, now let's bring it closely. In Revelation chapter 6, when the Lamb of God, Jesus, began to open the scroll, things began to happen on earth. So many things began to happen on earth. And I will show you some of these things again. Now, when I show you some of the things that happened now, I will not show you how Jesus prophesied this thing in Matthew chapter 24. You have to really stay close now. Really, really stay close. Matthew chapter 24, Jesus began to prophesy some of the things that will happen at the end of the age. And before Matthew 24 comes Matthew chapter 23, which we already read, that Jesus said, you will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So until you say, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Who is that person that will come in the name of the Lord? That person that will come and put a seal on our forehead. So why is Jesus speaking to the children of Israel, to Jerusalem? Why is Jesus speaking to this set of people? So let us just come back. Matthew 23, Matthew 24, Matthew 25. You understand the parable of the ten virgins in a second. Just listen. So again, in Revelation chapter 7, verse 14, the Bible says, I answered and said, Sir, you know, and the elder said, These are they who have come out of great tribulation. The tribulation that started in Revelation chapter 6. So let us go back to Revelation chapter 6. I'm going to start reading from verse 1. Listen, everybody. I watched as the Lamb opened the first of the seven seals. Then I heard one of the four living creatures say in a voice like thunder, Come, I looked. There before me was a white horse. Its rider had a bow. It was given a crown and he rode out as a conqueror 
bent on conquest. Now, I mentioned this in past yesterday, that this first person is Antichrist. Or better still, this first um, rider is false Christ. This is not the picture of Christ. In Revelation chapter 19 was when Christ came. For example, again, it can't be Christ because the Lamb of God himself is the one who opened the seal, is the one who opened the scroll. So it can't be him. <laughs> the Lamb of God is opening the scroll because judgment has to come upon the hurt. Do you know what I'm talking about? It can't be him. But this guy came first because, and I will show you again from Matthew 24, because they are trying to deceive the people and hurt. Now listen, before I go to myself, keep this to heart. This picture of this person in white robe is not Christ. This is false Christ. Now stop. Matthew chapter 24. Let us do what they call compare scriptures with scriptures. Matthew chapter 24, verse 4. The Bible says, listen, Jesus answered, watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah. And will deceive many. Stop. So the first seal was open, or the first scroll was open, and then what appeared was somebody who claimed to be Christ. The first rider was not Christ. I said this in passing yesterday, but just keep that to heart. So the prophecy of Jesus is, number one, take heed. Many will claim, I am the Christ, I am the Messiah. Don't let them deceive you. So the first rider came, appeared to be like that of Christ, but he wasn't. So that's one. Two, Revelation chapter 6, verse 3. The Bible says, when the Lamb opened the second seal, we want to see when the second seal was opened. Was it prophesied in Matthew chapter 24? Yes. The Bible says, when the Lamb opened the second seal, I had the sound, I had the second living creature say, come. Then another horse came out, a fiery red one. Its rider was giving power to take peace from the hurt and to make people kill each other. To him was given a large sword. Stop. So this second um, seal, when it was opened, People began to kill each other, right? This was Revelation chapter 6. Did Jesus prophesy this in Matthew 24? Yes. So let's go to Matthew 24. Matthew 24 verse 6 says, You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against nation and kingdom. So the second seal was opened. Jesus prophesied it in Matthew chapter 24. Again, who was Jesus speaking to? He was speaking to Jerusalem from Matthew chapter 23. He said, Jerusalem, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And then in Matthew chapter 24, verse 3, they said, Jesus, what will be the sign of, the, of your coming? What will be the sign of the end of the age? So he began to answer and prophesy what the book of Revelation actually eventually made us see. Because when they were asking Jesus at that time, it hasn't happened. When John was writing the book of Revelation, they followed that categories of the things to come. Keep that to heart. Again, Revelation chapter 6. Don't forget, we are trying to see the tribulation that they came out from. Because the elders asked John, who are these people in white robe? These 144,000 people. Who are they? And the elders said, they are those that were saved from the great tribulation. So let us see some of those tribulations again. Revelation chapter 6, verse 7. The Bible says, when the Lamb opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come, I look, and there before me was the pale horse. Its rider's name was Death, and AIDS was following 
close behind him. They were given power over the fort to kill by sword. Listen, famine, keep famine to mind. When Jesus opened the fort sealed in Revelation chapter 6, famine came to heart because death, one of the ways death wanted to kill the people on heart at that time is through famine. Let's go back to Matthew chapter 24. In Matthew chapter 24 verse 7, the Bible says, nation, this is Jesus prophesying, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famine and earthquakes in various places. Is it correlating? As Jesus was opening the seal, it was confirming everything he has prophesied. Right from Matthew chapter 24. Let me give you one more. Revelation chapter 6 verse 12. Listen to what it says. He says, I watched as he opened the sixth seals. This is very powerful. Listen, everybody. There was a great earthquake. The sun turned black like the sackcloth made of goat hair and the whole moon turned blood red. So the sun changed color. The moon changed color. Again, the sun changed color. The moon changed color. And the stars in the sky fell to heart as dig drops from a fig tree when shaken by strong wind. Did Jesus prophesy this in Matthew 24? Yes. Where can we find it? Matthew chapter 24, verse 29. Don't forget what we are trying to see is the sun changed color, the moon changed color, the star fell. Let us see Matthew 24, 29. What does he say? He says, immediately after the distress of those days, this is Jesus speaking, the sun will be darkened. One, the moon will not give its light. Two, the stars will fall from the sky. The exact words that were recorded in the book of Revelation chapter 6, verse 12 and 13, was what Jesus prophesied in Matthew chapter 24. Now, if, you, if you're able to get here to, to follow me closely to this point, if you're able to, if you're not really, if you're not really thrown away yet, if you don't fully get it yet, listen to this again. The, the audio is available on Spotify. And this is also recorded on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram. But Jesus, we began to see the tribulation that started in Revelation chapter 6. Already prophesied by Jesus in Matthew 24. When Jesus was speaking directly to Jerusalem. That started in Matthew chapter 23. Matthew 23, the last verse. Jesus said, oh Jerusalem. How come you reject prophets? I'm rephrasing. You are supposed to come under my wings, but you do not. You say, you know what? You will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. In Matthew chapter 24, if you have your Bible, you can be confirming these things. From verse 1, precisely verse 3, the Bible says they came to ask Jesus privately, what will be the sign of the end of the age? What will be the sign of your coming? And what will be the sign of these things? They were asking just three questions. That, okay, when this world will come to an end, what will be, when this age, by the way, not even this world, the age, what will be the sign? What will be the sign of your coming? And Jesus began to give them prophecy of the things that would happen. And then some of the things Jesus said were confirmed in Revelation chapter 6. And we just confirmed the last one. In Revelation chapter 6, the says, as Jesus opened the sixth scroll, that the sun changed, the moon changed, the stars fell down. Jesus prophesied this in Matthew 24, 29. He said, immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light. But you know what? In Revelation chapter 6, just stay closing now. In Revelation chapter 6, when Jesus was unveiling the scroll, after he opened the sixth scroll, listen, after he opened the sixth scroll, the next verse says this. Then, verse 15, 
then the kings of the earth, the princes, the generals, the rich, the mighty, the, then, and everyone else, both slave and free, eat in caves and among the rocks of the mountain. So immediately after just talked about the sun, the moon, and the, he started the, the, the account of John continued. Listen, John was the one giving us the account of the book of Revelation. Jesus was the one that was speaking in Matthew chapter 24. Of course, of course, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So to an extent, John was very accurate with what he saw. Because everything John saw were confirmed to the word of God. Why am I saying this? Even though John had a vision of heaven, he had great revelation, it was still confirmed with the word of God. <coughs> when you have your vision, when you have your dream, and you say, I saw it, Akimika, and we can't confirm it to the word of God, then something is wrong. <laughs> the vision, the things John saw in Revelation chapter 6 were confirmed in Revelation, Matthew chapter 24. So even the vision of John was still brought down and subjected to the word of God. Does that make sense? So your visions, your dreams, your prophecy, no matter how supernatural it is, if it can be backed up with the word of God, can we just take it and throw it into the garbage bin? <laughs> Hallelujah. So if you understand what I'm trying to communicate, we can see what Matthew chapter 25, that talks about the Bible of the Ten Virgin, really means. If you're able to follow me to this point, let us see what Matthew chapter 25 really means. So before we get to Matthew 25 again, the whole thing started from Matthew chapter 23, the last verse, where Jesus said, O Jerusalem, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And then Matthew chapter 25, verse 1 says, At that time, at that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lambs and went out to be the bridegroom. The parable of the ten virgins is not talking about the church. It's not talking about the Christians. No, the church <laughs> is not ten virgin. For a start, for starters, the church is the bride of Christ, not virgins. The Bible doesn't make reference to church as virgin. The Bible makes reference to you and I as the bride of Christ. However, on the flip side, the Bible always refers to Israel as virgins. And I can prove this. I can, I'll give you three scriptures to prove what I just said. The Bible always referred to Israel as virgins. The Bible never referred to you, the believer, as virgin. The Bible always referred to you, the believer, as the bride. Go and read the book of Song of Solomon. The book of Song of Solomon is a book that unveils Jesus and his endless love for you, the bride. It's a book between the king and the lover, or better said, the bride. And every word in the book of Psalms, someone speaks about God's unending love for you, is bright. So if the Bible talks about the Bible of the Ten Virgin, it's not talking about you. Who does the Bible refer to as virgins? You have to be consistent in interpreting scripture. And I'll give you three, three scriptures from the Old Testament. Jeremiah chapter 31. Jeremiah chapter 31. I will show you what verse 4 says. And I'll show you what verse 21 says. Jeremiah chapter 31. I'll show you verse 4. And I'll show you verse 21. Jeremiah chapter 31. Of course, everybody should know verse 3. Verse 3 says, The Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. But what does verse 4 say? Verse 4 says, I will build you up again. And you 
Virgin Israel will be rebuilt. Virgin Israel. Who was, Jesus, who was the Bible referring to as virgin in this context? In fact, the Bible says, you guys say, virgin Israel. Because until you say yes to Jesus, you're not even a bride yet. <laughs> you become the bride of Christ after you, you are married to him. If you are born again, you are the bride of Christ. So the Bible calls them virgin Israel. Now, verse 21, Jeremiah 31, verse 21 says, Set up road signs. Put up guideposts. Take note of the highway, the road that you take. Return. Virgin Israel, return to your towns. Who was the Bible making reference to? The children of Israel. Virgin Israel. Jeremiah chapter 18 says the same thing. Verse 13. The Bible says, Therefore, this is what the Lord says, Inquire among the nations, Who has ever had anything like this? A most horrible thing has been done by my virgin Israel. The Bible referred to children of Israel, virgin, three good places in the book of Revelation. So if, the, if Jesus was not saying in Matthew chapter 25, behold, the kingdom of God will be like the parable of the ten virgins. How come it is the church, the believer, that is trying to make himself the virgin again? I thought you said you have been married to Christ. You are the bride of Christ. You are already married to Christ. So we have to interpret scripture in this context. Because again, no matter how you interpret the ten virgins to be the church, you are interpreting it out of context. Then you still end up saying 50% or 5, 50% were wise, 50% were foolish. So that means half of the church and half of the church. Don't, don't, don't do that mathematics now. <laughs> so again, if you still say, boy, you can't, I, be, I believe they are believers. Let me show you, let me tell you the reason why they can't be believers. Verse 3, let me tell you what verse 3 of Matthew chapter 25 says. Matthew chapter 25, verse 3. The Bible says, the foolish ones took their lambs, but did not take any oil. Oil, no matter how you interpret it, one of them is significant, means or represents the Holy Spirit. Most commentary, most biblical reference, try and to an extent um, signify oil and Holy Spirit can be used in the same um, intertwinable, if there's any word like that. They can be used in place of one another. So in this Bible, you can say the oil means the Holy Spirit, right? If you want to tell me they are believers, then you have to fall, to be consistent with your theology, you have to say the oil means the Holy Spirit, right? All right, stop. But in verse 3, Matthew 25, 3, the Bible says in black and white, the foolish ones took their lambs, but they did not take any oil. So if you tell me the oil were the Holy Spirit, again, they did not take any oil, means they were not born again. <laughs> I'm still trying to make sense that if you're born again, you are the bride of Christ. So if you say, well, uh, they, no, 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 that means they are not born again. So it can't be, by the way, I just, I, I don't have to bore you with that, it can't be. So virgin, talking about Israel, and again, you have to understand context. Matthew 23, Jesus spoke to Jerusalem. Matthew 24, he talked about the things that will happen in Jerusalem, not to you, the believer. Jesus was speaking specifically to, to the Jews. And then Matthew 25, the kingdom of God will be like, probably 10 virgin. And then you all know the story. I can't bore you with so by, by explaining. Then later on, five were wise, five were foolish because the foolish did not take oil. And at the end of the day, by the way, if you go back to verse 10, the Bible says, but while they were in their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who are ready went in with him to the wedding banquet and the door was shut. And then verse 12 says, but he replied, Jesus replied, truly, I do not know you. I don't know you. 
If you're born again, can Jesus tell you, I don't know you? It's impossible. <laughs> if you're born again, Jesus knows you. He knows your name. He knows everything about you. The Bible says, the hairs of your head, they are numbered. Jesus said, I will never leave nor forsake you. He said, I will send the Holy Spirit. He will be with you forever. He says, can the mother forget announcing infant? He said, it's not possible. He said, but even if it were possible, I will never leave nor forsake you. He said, before I formed you, your mother's womb, I have known you and ordained you to be a prophet. You can't be a born-again believer and Jesus will look you in the face and say, I don't know you. So these guys, he's not a, he's not a, hey, some believers. No, don't scare God's believer. If you're born again, you're born again once and for all. And if Jesus comes now, you're going with him now. No believer will miss rapture. Every one of us will reign with him. So this is not a matter of believer. No believer. This is talking about Israel. So that means Jesus gave a parable that a time will come whereby actually it's almost as if, listen, after the tribulation in Matthew chapter 24 that he prophesied, he said in those days, we'll have some wise people, we'll have some foolish people. And he was specifically talking to Israel, to the Jews. He's not talking to the believer, to generally, he's talking to the Jews. And this was what Matthew chapter, um, Revelation chapter 7 was talking about. That this set of people, 144,000 that we study about in Revelation chapter 7, this was the Bible, the Bible was talking about. That these are the ones that were saved from the great tribulation. These were the ones that were saved in Matthew chapter 23 when Jesus said, Until you first say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes. Now, Jesus didn't say, Blessed is, you will say, Blessed am I who, who am coming. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Matthew chapter 23. What does that mean? It's like, when I send my representative, you say, Father, I thank you because you send your representative. And the representative, Jesus was making reference to, according to Revelation chapter 7, was the angel that says, do not arm the act, the land and the sea yet, because we are here to put a seal on God's servant. So that simply means, while the tribulation was on, Jesus, the parable of the ten virgins came to pass, there were some that were wise, among the children of Israel, among the Jews, and there were some that were foolish. Again, it's not talking about the believer. But in Christ, if you say that, so you mean even after rapture happens, um, and then tribulation is happening on earth, and God will extend his salvation, his grace, his loving kindness to some people who believe in, the, in Israel? I strongly believe yes, and I can prove this from the scripture. Don't believe it yet. Let me show you two places in the scripture, and let's wrap it up on this note. Don't believe it yet. I'm able to put this all together with scripture, but let me show you a couple of places in the scripture. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me show you a couple of places in scripture. Let us see what Luke chapter 24 says. Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24. And this is a story of two guys on their way to Emmaus. Luke chapter 24. Luke 24, Luke 24. I, I, I don't think I have this in my notes, but let me just... Luke chapter 24. These two guys were on their way to Emmaus. Jesus just resurrected. And then... Okay, perfect. Luke chapter 24. Listen, everybody. So I'm going to start reading up from verse... My focus is actually verse 21. Luke 24, 21. Because of time, I'm going to get 20... And we're in 21. These guys, when they went to Emmaus, they were discussing about the fact that, well, we thought Jesus was going to redeem Israel. So listen, everybody. Verse 20 says, okay, verse 19. 
Just but my focus is 21. You stop at 21, we read verse 19 so that you can get the context. Most especially if you are listening by the means of audio. The Bible says, He asked, What things? And they replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth. Listen, who was a prophet, powerful in deed and words, in the sight of God and all the people? Verse 20. And how the chief priest and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and crucified him. Verse 21. Listen, everybody. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel and set our nations free. The Israel, the Jews, Jerusalem, there were some people in Jerusalem, they were anticipating redemption. The Jews today, some of them still believe Jesus is coming back as a savior. We, the born again believer, believe that Jesus has come as a savior and is coming back as a judge these guys were saying we thought he was going to be the one to redeem israel israel was anticipating a time of redemption redemption salvation and for the for the jews for the israelites salvation for them is not even more focused on salvation of soul if somebody is sick and the person is ill they call it salvation they say oh yes um salvation has come upon us so they are not less talking about the salvation of their soul but they are anticipating a redemption now listen, at this time, Jesus has resurrected. Two scripture must interpret scripture. Out of the matter of two, listen, or three witness, a truth or a word is established. This is Luke chapter 24. And the, this guy said to Jesus, we thought he would be the one to redeem Israel, right? Keep that to heart. Act of Apostles chapter 1. Act of Apostles chapter 1. Verse 6. Let me show you what Acts chapter 1 verse 6 says. Again, verse 6 will be our emphasis. But before we come to verse 6, you must know what happened. Jesus just resurrected. is about to ascend. And then listen to what the disciples are asking. The Bible says in verse 6, So when they had come together, listen, they asked him, not one time, repeatedly. You have to understand this thing. They asked him, repeatedly over and over and over what did he ask him lord are you at this time re-establishing the kingdom and restoring it to israel another version will say are you by this time restoring the kingdom of israel this was the same question um, in luke chapter 24 these guys were saying we thought it would be the one to restore israel and then in Acts chapter one the Bible says they ask him over and over repeatedly Lord, are you going to redeem Israel, restore Israel? What did Jesus say? Jesus said in verse 7, He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or efforts which the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you receive power when the Holy Spirit is upon you. So Jesus never answered that question. He said, Well, it is the Father knows, and you don't necessarily have to know. I strongly believe that that event of redeeming and destroying Israel was what happened in Matthew chapter 25, the parable of the ten virgins. I strongly believe, if you, if you have scriptural reference to, in the opposite direction to disagree with this, I'm really open to that. But I strongly believe it's the same event that happened in Revelation chapter 7 when the angel said, no, we have to put a seal on the servants of God. He's not talking about you, the believer. He's talking about Israel. And then the Bible said, in, specifically, they said, from the tribe of Israel. Let's go end it on Revelation chapter 7. Just feed on those things. If you can't understand it yet, go and listen to this again. Listen again and listen again. So let's go back to Revelation chapter 7. Let's wrap this up. So Revelation chapter 7. Revelation chapter 7. 
It says, Then I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144, verse 4, from all the tribes of Israel, specifically. And then from verse 5 downward, it was telling us 12,000 from Judah, 12,000 specifically from the tribe of Israel. I think that's, we already said to that, right? And then, but in verse 9, he's talking about the whole, both the elders, 24 elders, and both the 144,000 people. So the 144,000 is just talking about Israel. The elders talked about the company of all believers. In Revelation chapter 7, verse 9, John saw everybody all together from different language. So that one is now related to Israel. It was specific. I saw multitude, Revelation chapter 7, verse 9, said, great multitude, no one could number, from every nation. Before that time, the only set of people you saw that they put the seal on was just in Israel. But in Revelation chapter 7, verse 9, he said, after this, what he saw next, another thing was made to see, was both the combination of all the believers that have been in heaven, including those that were just from Israel, and the Bible says all of them, they were uncountable. Let's bring it to a close. Revelation chapter 7. I'm going to read verse 14 downward, so we wrap it up. Verse 14 says, Sir, I answered, Sir, you know. Then he said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation and have washed their robe and made them white with the blood of the Lamb. I strongly believe this was the event that happened in Matthew 23, 24, 25. And I was able to um, chronologically explain this by comparing Revelation chapter 6 with Matthew chapter 24 and slightly Matthew 25, 5 of the 10 virgin with Revelation chapter 7. Israel will be restored, will be redeemed. That was the question they asked Jesus in Acts chapter 1 verse 6 in Luke chapter 24 verse 21. When will you restore the kingdom of Israel? At that time, it will be restored. And some people that will believe that there's still restoration for Israel will be the one that will be saved. And I explained this, that salvation and different dispensation is different. Apart from the time when Jesus died on the cross, the only way to be saved today is to believe in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. But before the time of Jesus, what was salvation? It was based on different criteria. During the time of Abraham, what was salvation? Abraham believed God, it was accounted unto him as righteousness. During the time of Noah, what was salvation? Enter the ark and you'll be saved. Different dispensation, different means of communication, communicating salvation to them until the time when Jesus died and rose on the third day. So the only way to be saved today is to believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved and your household. Hallelujah. Alright. And then verse 15 says, Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in this temple and he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger, never again will they test. Remember before the tribulation, while they were in the tribulation, there was famine. And I showed you that in Revelation chapter 6, they experienced famine. Those people, not the believer, these people they were talking about, the, the 144,000 from the tribe of Israel, they experienced famine. They experienced famine. But the elder said, never again will they experience famine. Never again will they experience thirst. The sun will not beat them down, nor any scourging it. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. Hallelujah. I love this part. The reason why nothing will touch you, the reason why God will keep you is because the Lord is your shepherd. He said, he will lead them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tears from your heart. Father, we thank you because you are opening our eyes to the fact that you love us so much and even though we understand that the hurt will be judged in time to come, but as for us who believe, we'll be at the bosom of Jesus, resting and begin to appreciate the fact that you actually took our place on the cross. We thank you because you redeemed us from all the judgments to come. There's nothing more beautiful. We give you all the praise. Lord, as we even continue in our study, 
Lord, you begin to give us fresh revelation again. You will unveil Jesus unto us and let your name be glorified. Thank you, Jesus, in Jesus' beautiful name. And let God's people say, Amen. Again, you can listen to this as many times as you want to. It's available on, or better still, the link will be available anytime soon on Spotify, on Audio Mac, and every other Mac. <laughs> so if you're joining us for the first time, this is True Spirituality Network platform. And on this platform, we emphasize and we unveil the love of God, the righteousness of God, the graciousness of God, the goodness of God. Everything we do is of God, not of men. We don't preach of ourselves. We preach Christ. <laughs> he died, he rose for your justification. And if you believe in him, you are forever forgiven. Psalm 103, verse 3. That's our message. Every of our content online are centered around that. By the way, I had to shuffle our, our message list yesterday. There were over 700 of them before, but I had to just take down some of them <laughs> and just update it. So we have about 500 and something now. So we have over 500 content online. Feed on them from time to time. Cut up with the previous one. This is episode 8 of this uh, teaching on the book of Revelation. So you can catch up with episode 1 if you missed it. Start from 1 so you can understand some of the things we are saying. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and this is 8. If you have any questions, send us an email, send us a DM on Choose Spirituality Network on Facebook, on Instagram, or Choose Spirituality Network at gmail.com. In the absence of any other thing, thank you so much and God bless you. Amen. If you have been blessed by this message, we invite you to partner with us to send the gospel of God's love to all nations. Send us an email on truespiritualitynetwork at gmail.com. You can also follow us on all social media platforms, True Spirituality Network on both Facebook and Instagram, T-Spirituality on Telegram, and Akimika on YouTube. So cash up with all our podcasts, search for Akimika on all major platforms, including Spotify, audio mark and anchor as you feed on god's love for you allow his love to cast out every fear and remember it's not about you it's all about jesus Music.